Hello and welcome to the latest episode of EM Insider with me, your host, Crystal Higgins. This episode was recorded a week after Russia had invaded Ukraine. And in this episode, I speak with Raphael Kassin about what he personally saw unfolding immediately after the war began in the markets. I, I can't help but think that the last time we spoke, um, what, you know, what we were, um, the last time we spoke, we were talking about the possibility of an invasion. And now, speaking to you now, we are now in the middle of a war. And um, which is, which is, you know, quite an unthinkable situation in of itself. But I suppose I wanted to start by asking you if you can think back to when the invasion um, first began. I suppose, what were your immediate thoughts? And what was the, the direct impact that you could see um, on the markets? How do the markets react immediately? Well, well I guess I, I should say uh, that most people, and I, I mean an overwhelming majority, uh, only came to the realization that uh, Putin was going to do something when he had his speech, uh, in which basically he, he, he lashed out at, at the Ukrainians for not being human beings and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that moment, you had to start wondering whether he was in control of his sanity. Um, because he just, I mean, it was just a bunch of lies and, and it, it not, none of it made sense. Uh, other than the fact that we had all of a sudden... Uh, a leader in in a nuclear uh, country uh, threatening to annihilate uh, another country. I, I think that that's when the market, in general, with exception of a couple of players, I, I must say, uh, realized that it was all going down the drain. Um, but okay. I I think throughout the whole, and that's when the market became completely unhinged. Uh, and what I mean by that is we stopped looking at what was happening in Colombia and Brazil, and we started to look at what was happening specifically in Ukraine and Russia um, and you know, U.S. treasuries and oil. Uh, and, and not to make the, you know, my, my initial thing uh, very long, um, you know, this is this when you, you start, you know, we, we started wondering, would he be willing to push the pedal all the way? Um, and and you know through and and that was that was that was just the beginning. I mean, throughout all of this, sure. the the market has been in a standstill. Um, mm-hmm. Europe, Europe. I mean, you you couldn't expect Europe to do anything to defend itself. Uh, that's that's historically the case. Uh, we've had a a dramatic change in stance uh, in Germany. Uh, however. A couple of days ago, one of their ministers came out and said that uh, they didn't think that it was intelligent to to cut off uh, energy imports. Um, so, so where where are we? I mean, I think I'm I'm kind of going a little bit too deep into this, but basically, no, it's fine. You know, I think I think in a way, actually, not not to cut over you, um, mm. even for myself, just to preface it, it feels strange opening up a question about. Um, such a catastrophic and barbaric thing to have happened and then immediately ask what was the market's first reaction so I can I can understand it I think I think that you're 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 handling the question very very well because I think what's on the forefront of all of our mind is the human cost and also a 
a real um, shock and fear of Putin's behaviour. Um, but in saying that, I am, you know, for the, for, the, for the purpose of this podcast, deeply curious about what you saw unravelling in the immediate aftermath of that speech. What were the key standouts for you within well, the first, first of all, Russian bonds and Ukrainian bonds collapsed, right? They, they hovered around uh, pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, we, we reached, in fact, Ukrainian bonds went down first, then Russian bonds came down. We were trading around the 50, 60 level. Uh, and then all of a sudden it all went down the drain and you know, Ukraine went to 30. So market comes down to, to the 30s. Uh, Ukraine is down a little bit more now. Uh, everything else, nobody, nobody's looking at any, anything else. So to give you an idea, I mean, it's, I guess it's always good to, to think about the whole market first. Uh, the sure. dollar, the MB Global diversified is down about 10% on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's risk off completely, right? And, and I, I wouldn't single it out to emerging markets. I would say everything is down. The S&P is down quite, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's, it's a generalized risk off moment, which I don't remember. I guess in 2008, we had something like this, but this is more, this is much similar, much more similar to what happened in 98, you know, when Russia defaulted. Um, except in those days, Putin was coming in and he was supposed to be the guy who was going to uh, 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 put together, you know, a, a bunch of different people in, in Russia and control it smartly. So interesting that Super- you mentioned 1998, because I was going to ask you, is this kind of debt crisis and maybe, you know, this sort of rolling wave of contagion similar to that of the 90s, more so than the crash, or, which, is, which feels more similar to you or, or what- are they incomparable? Yeah, I think we've had a, a nice development in the markets over the last 20 or so years. Uh, the crisis in emerging debt have generally hit countries more than anything else. Uh, this crisis that we're having now, it has the two elements, obviously the Russian and Ukraine element, uh, but it also has a general risk off element. So, so it happens to be in Russia, so it affects Russia and Ukraine, but I mean, it also affects the whole world, right? Um, but going to your question, I don't think we're going to have total contagion to the extent that, for example, we have a Brazil defaulting, right? I think it's, it's going to be more an issue of, of liquidity, you know, how, how, how are things going to work out? And then I would go even back to COVID when the World Bank and the IMF came in to, to help countries, uh, because this is a global problem, right? But, but I don't think we're out of the woods yet. So, so I, you know, I, even though I, I'd love to start thinking about how we're gonna, how it's gonna be afterwards, I think that we're gonna have global contagion. We haven't yet addressed the source of the problem, and, and this is this is funny that we're we're talking about this now. And you know, I'm just watching on CNN, Christiana Mampour, who's quite entertaining. Um, you know, going basically and asking. Well, we weren't expecting this. I mean, how can this guy be doing this? And I think this is the this is the danger that we're all getting stuck in. We are not believing the initiator, right? So what's been happening, and, and I think this will have a, a large effect, not specifically only in emerging debt. I mean, it will have an, an effect on risk-taking, but it will have an effect on all of us in every market because 
while we had a nuclear country under control until recently, right? All of a sudden, uh, Putin has gone unhinged. He's threatened to use nuclear weapons. He's attacked a, a nuclear plant in in Ukraine. But okay, but let's go back to to your question, right? Uh, what's been happening with markets? So, so we've had Russia and Ukraine decouple. The rest of the market going down, but definitely not as far as Russia and Ukraine. Uh, the corporate side of the market, uh, even though it hasn't gone down as much, I mean, corporates don't, don't usually price that well. Um, it's down about 8%. So it's pretty much the same, right? What's 2% in, in this kind of crisis? Um, local currency has been doing all right. And I would expect that that at some point would start to also unravel. Um, but basically, yeah, this is what's happened. We, we, you know, we've all stopped looking at everything else and and kept, you know, became Russia, uh, Ukraine experts. And on this, uh, I can't help but um, want to go back to the phrase that you just mentioned um, earlier. It sounds like quite a terrifying phrase in many ways: global contagion. Can you can you speak a little bit more about that? You know, the impact of on the markets you know in the short to medium term but then more broadly into what you say is going to be a global contagion what will that look like and when will we start to see the the ramifications of that unraveling well look it's it's i think putin has made it very clear he's willing to go all the way to the end he's as he says quote unquote a rat right who's cornered um nobody in russia's is going to be able to deal with him. So I, my feeling is that we're going to go back to the Soviet Union. Uh, he's going to try to take Moldova after Ukraine. He's going to take all of Ukraine. Uh, he's going to take Moldova. He's already got uh, troops there. Uh, he's going to have uh, an interesting setup because he's going to be near the Black Sea, right? And then you've got Turkey, which is a NATO uh, country. Okay, so we've got, we're going back to the Soviet Union. And, and I would not be surprised if he didn't take a jab at the Baltics, uh, which, you know, a, a couple of days ago, we've had, um, again, at night, uh, uh, he almost invaded or he invaded, his planes invaded uh, Swedish space for, for a short while, airspace. Uh, and so I think we, we now have something in our hands, which we didn't have for, for a long time. And as I said, the guy is unhinged. So what is that going to do? Well, the U.S. has come up with sanctions. Useless. Um, you believe they're useless? I, I believe they're useless. There are lots of loopholes. And, and they've come up now with, with uh, another loopholes to allow them to, to repay the debt. I mean, my, my theory is you have to choke him. Uh, banks are trading uh, some of the Russian bonds. I've got friends calling me, asking me which Russian bond they should be buying because they know the Russians are going to pay back, right? That Russia bond trading um, is back, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, over the past fifteen hours. Is is this is this what you're referring to? Yeah, th- I mean, there there are a few select bonds that you can trade, uh, and and where where you kind of expect that the Russians will will pay. Now, I don't believe they will pay. I believe they'll default because I see absolutely no reason why you would have sanctions all over, all around you. And then you go and say, oh, I'm happy to pay my debt, right? Um, so what I- What kind of bonds are people asking you about? And what are you, uh, what advice are you giving them? There are a few bonds in dollars 
where you don't uh, run the risk of, of settlement. Uh, so they could, in theory, even though there are sanctions, they could, in theory, find money from, let's say, an oil sale to an Indian, and the Indian could pay, uh, and that would be fine. So I think, why do I think the sanctions are, are useless? Because, and by the way, people are already looking at Gazprom. Uh, they have a bond maturing soon. And people are thinking, yeah, they've got the money. They're going to pay. Because they also, some, of, some, of the, some investors believe that this is going to be a short, short-term uh, event. Well, I, I believe this is going to be longer. I mean, we have, uh, we've been um, blocked from, from trading Russia in our funds. Uh, and, and that's quite logical, right? You don't want to be uh, supporting a, a, a country that has basically gone rogue. So, so, sure. so I don't know if I've asked your, answered you properly, but okay, you asked me about sanctions, right? Um, so sanctions are not helping. The Russians are making about a billion dollars a day in oil sales. And people are all panicking about oil. And they're wondering, well, how am I going to be driving my car? But the reality is if you drive your car 10 to 15% less, uh, you will probably be able not to buy Russian debt. So why would you do it? Right? You're just helping the guy. This is the, this is the initial part, uh, part of my solution. Just do it. That's, that's, that's so interesting. Um, are you seeing um, a move from people, investors moving to try and kind of find a place of safety? and you know, what, what impact is this having on the cost of borrowing across emerging markets and, and say the, you know, is, is the increase of the burden of debt? What, what are we seeing in that, in that space? Well, in this, up to now, we haven't seen much happening, right? I mean, the, when you say increase in, in the cost of borrowing, uh, you know, that, that, that implies new borrowing, right? Because the current borrowings are the price is already fixed. Um, so with regards to new borrowing, there's been very little. I think Chile came up with an issue. Uh, but, but the investors are, I believe, you know, I, mean, I can't speak for the whole community, but I believe that, that they're worried about outflows. We've had outflows in the asset class. And I believe we had outflows in a lot of other asset classes. Maybe everybody runs to cash when things like this happen. Uh, so I, I would say we'll have a period in which things are going to look a little bit difficult. Uh, and I don't expect to see many countries issuing. In fact, we've had a, 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 an, an inclination from a lot of countries uh, to not borrow in the last few months uh, because they were waiting for market conditions to get better. So I imagine that they probably, unless they're really desperate, they probably won't borrow in the next few months until there's a resolution to this. And I, I imagine that we're going to have Again, something very similar to what we had during COVID, which is multilaterals coming in and saying, okay, we'll, we'll lend you the money. Uh, I think the Russians have to have their SDRs uh, uh, erased. They shouldn't get paid their SDRs. I think it's about 17 billion from what I read. Um, and so I think in order for us to get out of this, uh, unfortunately, I think we have to localize Russia. Uh, and I think... You know, I, I've got Russian friends, and some of them realize the extent of what's going on. But I've had a, a Russian guy in London sending me a a link the other day uh, that he, in, in which he was trying to to say horrible things about the U.S. Uh, government. 
When you say um, localize Russia, could you could you just explain a little bit by what by what you mean? I think we need to put a wall around them. We need to put a wall. And I mean, I know that there's always you could try the diplomatic solution, right? When but you say but, a wall. What, 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 could you explain what you mean by? Do you well, mean financially? Exactly, financially. Yeah, I think I think you know we've had already some uh, limitations on flights. We've had some, but not great sanctions. But I think we basically have to to say that if you are coming from Russia uh, today, uh, you cannot get out of the country. Your money cannot get out of the country. You cannot get money into the country. And basically, that's it. And you guys will keep bombing Ukraine until you got Ukraine. And then we will have to think about the situation. But but I think, and, and okay, uh, oil, right? We've done this with Venezuela, right? The Russians have been evading the sanctions on Venezuela for the last many years. Uh, we have to block their oil. This global contagion, and I know I'm repeating myself and bringing you back to it. So how do you see that? What What is going to be the moment when people realize what's going to be the key sign that we're in such a contagion what will be what will be the the great financial markets yeah well this, this is again where putin was very intelligent he picked a moment when he knows that energy is important for everybody right so he's going to make it short supply at the same time he knows that the fed He's not stupid. He's watching TV, right? Based on his comments, so he knows the Fed is clearly having a problem with inflation. So, what does the Fed do now? Does the Fed hike rates and threaten to slow down uh, an economy that that is about to go into some kind of you know, small precipice, right? Or or does the Fed sits sits uh, sit and doesn't do anything? Uh, and so this, so he's done that quite smartly. He, I mean, the if you if you watch the 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 commentary on U.S. Treasuries uh, on on um, commodities, I mean, I, I I talk to to my family, right? And one day I tell them that markets are up. The other day they're down. I mean, the volatility is higher. Um, so so there is absolutely no certainty. And Putin picked the right moment for that. So I think the first problem we're going to have is, do we deal with potential stagflation where you have energy prices too high, which create inflation? And then at the same time, economies have to basically shut down because they don't, they can't, they can pay for it. I mean, this is 1970s again, right? We're um, in a place now where I know that for, for quite some time, anytime you brought up, anytime stagflation was... Uh, brought into conversation what people up until now have been saying no I, I don't think we I don't see stagflation being something on the cards but now you know you, you you only have to read you know the financial times for two seconds to see the word stagflation rearing its head now in quite a serious way do, do you see that is where we're going do you do you believe the stagflation is is now on the cards and and how do you see that playing out well, the only way I can see that we will not have a high inflation problem is if we stop using uh, oil. So if you somehow stop buying oil from the Russians, and if you reduce your oil usage, uh, oil, gas, and everything else, uh, you will somehow uh, bring that, that demand down and obviously prices down. Uh, and that will 
correct the rest of the problem we're having. This is this is my humble view, right? I wanted just to move, you know, your mind back a little bit. I'm very I'm very curious to know what your personal strategy has been since the war broke out, since the invasion. What what has changed in your approach to to deal with with what has happened? Well, we were only about 50% invested when things started, uh, which seemed to be like a good call, right? Uh, but of course, you know, we have suffered like everybody else and like the index. We haven't suffered more than, than we should uh, have. Uh, we still have quite a lot of cash. And I don't think I'm going to be putting this cash to work for a while uh, because of the point that I mentioned to you. First of all, the political uncertainty uh, globally. Uh, but also, we don't know how the Fed will be able to to defend us, if I can use that term. Uh, and then, more importantly, we don't know if there are going to be outflows in the asset class, because ultimately, there always are. So, so we are basically, you know, we I, I decided to to sit back and and watch, uh, and try to be a political analyst to to pick the the right point. Uh, of getting back in. I mean, I've been tempted, um, as I said, you know, by friends and, and other people to to buy Russian uh, Russian debt, uh, but I I just can't do it. You know, I, and I think I think it's going to be a long time until Russia goes back to to markets. But that's that's it. We we're just watching from the sidelines. As regards when you're looking at like prices for hard currency bonds, you know, issued by governments and and firms and how they have fallen over the past week. What's been your reaction to that? Well, uh, look, it's been indiscriminate. Uh, people have sold some Egypt because they think Egypt is not going to get uh, tourism from the Russians. Uh, they've sold some Ghana because they think Ghana is going to be in, deep, in a deeper hole. And, and I, I tried to go back a little bit into the COVID days, uh, the early COVID days when when we realized that we were middle of the COVID days, when we realized that governments were going to be getting some support. I mean, prices have gone uh, in the craziest directions. I'll give you an example. Kazakhstan, there's a bond that was trading at around 140 uh, before things uh, went funny. And it's trading at around 110 today for no reason. It's down 20%. I mean, Kazakhstan is back in, in business. Um, mm -hmm. Azerbaijan, which has oil, and as I said, Aliyev is, is totally a friendly guy. Uh, it's down 10%, just like the index. Um, you know, we're seeing bond prices drop all over the place. One, one interesting uh, outlier has been Ecuador. Uh, part of it because they have oil, uh, and part of it because they have a deal with the IMF. Uh, but, but again, you know, you'd, you'd be, they, of course, it's, it's also gone down a bit because people at some point will, will sell where they're making money to cover uh, their, their need for, for cash somewhere else. I wanted to move on to something about fund suspensions. Now, I know that's more um, pertinent in the world of equities, but on that, what is the equivalent of a, how does, how does the idea of a fund suspension work? And if you could maybe compare, you know, EM bonds and the EM debt market to the equity market, how does the bond market handle that same scenario? What are the key differences? 
Well, okay, that's that's really a, a very smart question. Uh, in equities, I think we have a few specific Russia funds, um, and and the concern people have these days is that if they have ADRs, uh, <clears throat> is that they won't be able to to have liquidity for for their ADRs, right? They won't get paid any coupons. Um, I mean, they're just, the Russian stock market is shut, right? And God yeah. knows for how long it's going to be shut. Mm-hmm. So, so you as a fund manager, you do have some allowances to block transactions. So, so on the bond side, we also have that. But I think on the equity side, it's a lot more pertinent because people are dealing with with local bonds, right? You know, or uh, uh, sorry, local stocks. Which at the end of the day, you know, if you buy Gazprom and it's it's in the the Russian exchange. Even though you have an ADR, I mean, your ultimate investment is is in the local market. So, so I think in equities, people basically shut the door. They say, "Look, we're not going to, we're going, we won't be able to price uh, mm-hmm. these securities. So you can't get in, you can't get out." Again, I've had a crazy friend calling me the other day asking me if he should buy be buying a Russian equity fund. It was trading at seven, and I thought, well, it could go to zero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the bond space. Uh, Unless you are a Russian-specific fund, and I, to be honest, I haven't looked at any, right? But I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't really need to do that. The only thing you need to do is you basically say to yourself, "Oh, I'm not going to buy any Russia, so I won't have any problems." I want to put a question to you that might be slightly unfair, and I might be putting you on the spot a little bit. But looking to the future, I can't help wondering what your view is on with everything that's happening now what the future role of Russia will be, say, 10 years from now, 10, 15 years from now, what will Russia's role be in, you know, future modern EM funds, considering the track that we seem to be on now? Well, remember in 98, uh, when Russia defaulted, it was out of everything for a while. Um, But it came back in because in those days, Putin... In 2000, when Putin came in, he was seen as as a moderate guy who was going to be able to keep control of the 11 sure. time zones. He did a lot of good. Um, I mean, he did a lot of good in his first week. You know, he, he did so much good, which we've now seen unravel in a, in, in a week. But carry on. Yeah, I, I, I am in the school of thoughts of Kasparov, uh, who thinks that Russia is going to go back to the Stone Ages. And the only thing that might be able to stop them, uh, I think, won't, which is the Chinese, because uh, the Chinese don't want to be dragged down with him. They know that they need the global economy engine to to continue uh, helping them. And the Russians are just not going to provide enough of that. Um, so I think this is this is where it's going. Uh, I don't I, unless there's an off ramp at some point, unless. Putin comes out and says, okay, I'm going to be nice to the Ukrainians. I'm going to let them have their country tomorrow, uh, you know, and, and I'll pay the consequences. Uh, I think that it's, yeah, I'm, I'm super negative. Well, on that note, Raphael Kassin, um, as, as understandably skeptical and cautious you are about the future, that was really, really interesting. And I think is a perfect note to say, say goodbye on. So until the next time we chat. Raphael, thank you very much. Yeah, Crystal, thank you too. And let's hope that I'm wrong. Huh? Let's hope so. Let's hope so.